This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings and the longest run from a quarterback for a touchdown in 16 years. This and much, much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? Yo, 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 what's up? Excellent. Welcome, everybody, Harry Hog Football, episode number 305. RG3, 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 holy crap, that was an awesome run by RG3. Excellent. It was excellent, excellent, That was awesome, dude. I was just like, oh my. I was like, dude, we need to at least get a field goal here because I think the Vikings are coming back. I can sense it. I can sense it. The way our defense has collapsed in the fourth quarter pretty much every game. And every other quarter. (laughs) And I was like, oh, come on, dudes. You got to at least get a few first downs. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was like, as as, uh, the Swami would say, Whoop. There he goes. <laughs> dude, he just like burned everyone. How does he that just, happen? Dude, remember when you asked me, you were like, what did he look like in real life when I, after the uh, the Tampa game? It was like, what, did you see any differences between that and watching him on television? I was like, yeah. He's like, he's it's like he's deceptively fast and he just glides like a gazelle. And next thing you know, he's past people. And that's exactly what happened. He just he just slid right past him. He just just I guess glid glided. He glid. He glid. He, gl- he glided. <laughs> Dude, it, it was like yeah, he's deceptively fast because he ran around the corner and it looked like he might run out of bounds after he got the first down, and then he got that key block from um, my dog Josh, Josh Morgan. Morgan. And uh, dude. It wasn't even like a super block. It was just like a little bump, and I was like, that's it. Gone. Yeah. And somebody was like, oh, he did a little high step there. It's like, no, he didn't, like, like showing off. Like, I, I don't remember, at the 20 or 25 or so, and I was like, he wasn't showing off. The dude dove and, like, clipped his ankle. I think he was showing off, dude. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't sure? think he did. He, he Dude dove and clipped his ankle, and he kind of kicked his feet a little bit high to get away from it. I, yeah, I mean, he may I didn't have been think anyone got close to him. Oh yeah, the last dude that was there that dove like totally got a got a uh, clip on his ankle, but he he kept going. Cause it looked to me like he slowed down a little bit and was doing a little high step, and then was like, "Oh, I better speed back up." I wonder. I'll have to go back and watch because I wonder if he did slow down a little bit, and that's how that dude clipped him because he was being a little uh, showboaty. He was a little bit. He does need to back off that a little bit. And then what was up with that chick when he jumped into the stands? That was like had her hand like dangerously close to his junk. The chick on the left. Yeah. It looked a little bit uh, and the chick like wears too much eyeliner, and the chick on the right, that chick about lost her crap. She 
Dude, you looked know, like she was. She looked like she was at like a Beatles concert. Dude, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, there's old like <laughs> footage of those Beatles, like Invasion 1964, where the girls are just like screaming and going crazy. That's what that girl on the right looked like. She looked absolutely out of control. I mean, she she. I mean, she looked like she was about to lose her shi. She was like, uh-huh. her face was all red with like excitement like, and stuff. And she just looked like she was just screaming. Like she couldn't even do anything, say anything. She was just like. Ah! Just like the whole oh, stadium. Yeah, tell you something. <laughs> the whole stadium was going insane, and I was like, well, that about sealed it right there. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. Anyway, we would be remiss if we didn't pause for just one second and say uh, thank you to our longtime benevolent sponsor, David Lee of David Lee Legal Services in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yep. We forgot thank to Thank you, that David Lee. Thank you, David Lee, as usual. As usual. Um, but, dude, seriously. We've got RG3 on our team. Who was it? I forget who it was. Someone tweeted it, I think, and you pointed it out to me. And, then, and they said, I think the gist of the tweet was, I can't believe he's really on our team. Yeah, he was, he was like, I can't believe he's really ours. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can't remember who it was. Um, and I wasn't even really that much like that until this week, dude. With that run, you know that with that I run, was definitely not. I mean, I've I've definitely you know a couple as as of a couple of weeks ago, I've been a hundred percent all hundred well, percent all in really from the first couple games just watching him. But man, wow! If if you weren't before, if you were even more adamantly against the trade to get him before than I was, holy crap! Then I've done a complete 360 on this. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I can only think of two really bad plays he's had all year. One of them was yeah, that, that interception pick. to that this game. I was like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. When we were getting beat 9 nothing. Yeah, it was looking it? really bad at that point. <laughs> and then, in fact, we might look at that as the turning point in the season when we were down 9-0. We could. I mean, and, and, and as much as we have been dogging on the defense, and they have deserved getting dogged on, they held the Vikings to like three field goals on three drives that ended inside the ten yard line, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we got new uh, our new kicker Kai Forbath. Yeah, Nelly Forbush just like popped Nelly through Forbush, there. First just, field goal, totally housed it. Fifty <laughs> yarder yeah. on his first ever NFL kick, dude. I was gonna say this, and I think I said this during the game. I think that was the turning point in the game. The you did defense that, actually sh- saw that, you know. They held someone, and we actually got some points out of it. And, um, uh, sorry, I just got a text. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? All right, yeah, so they actually held someone, and then they, instead of seeing some guy miss, like, a 20-yard field goal or whatever, the offense saw some, you know, promise that they could get points without scoring touchdown. And And RG3 knew he didn't have to do it all on his own. Yeah, and like get concussions and stuff, dude. When that guy landed that field goal, that fifty yarder, it gave him a spark. They started could, yeah. destroying. They started just tearing tell. up. Yeah, the the stadium went crazy, dude. Well, you, I went crazy. Have you I ever seen I, it? I think I tweeted on there on uh, if you follow us on on Twitter, it's uh at Harry Hog H A R R Y Hog. Um, I think I went on there and I was just like four bath, not cut. Have you ever seen an offense like this? 
not with the Washington Redskins. I mean, the 91 offense was very prolific at scoring. We all remember that. Well, those of us that were alive then, back in the day, not not you youngins out there. But the 91 Redskins offense could score almost at will. Yes, but, but it was a completely different offense. But the 91 offense was like had some rhyme or reason. This offense is like, hmm, for this four plays, we're going to do the Wildcat. For these four plays, we're going to do a triple option. Oh, I think this time out, we're just going to do our classic little stretch runs. And this time, we're going to, you know what I mean? It's like every yeah. time, they're like for a little like chunk of time, they'll like run a different kind of offense. And then they'll yeah, just the whole triple option thing was really interesting. Not like the drawn out, run it to the side, Nebraska option offense. Like as soon as the ball was hiked to RG3, you never know where the hell the ball was going to go. Like the one where he pitched it forward. That was cool. <laughs> Man, you know what I mean? Because you had yeah. like Alfred Morris in front, and then I think it was Darrell Young behind him. Yeah, and you thought he was going to pitch it back to Darrell Young, but he just pitched it forward. Yeah, you never knew where the hell the ball was going to go. They sure didn't. There was one play where it looked like a uh, Alfred Morris had the ball for like seven or eight yards, and finally he was just like, "I don't have the ball," and you see RG three getting tackled like upfield of him by some other guys. Yeah, man, it. It was a much better use of an. It, it was a much better uh, design of the option than what we've seen, where RG three was getting killed out there, stringing it out from sideline to sideline. This is much much better. It's gonna be really interesting to see how that translates against the Giants. Can I ask you one question? Go for it. How where many, are the white uh, women at? How oh, many t- question? How many times this year have you seen RG three just like float one lame duck pass up? <laughs> You mean like all all from his back heel, like oh! like yeah, even yeah. on like those short passes, like remember like Donovan McNabb would just like loft up these lame ducks on the little swing passes and stuff. Like every single pass from RG three is like a freaking bullet. Accurate. Oh, he's very very. He's he's. I think he's got the highest accuracy percentage in the NFL right now, if I remember correctly. I believe I heard that on the Steve Zabin show earlier this week that his percentage so far is, is the highest highest accuracy percentage in the NFL or at least by a rookie. I, I think believe. he's in the what? top 10 rushing too. <laughs> Dude, he had 130 some yards and two touchdowns on the ground. It was unbelievable. Yeah, people it's like after that 76 yard run, it's almost it was very easy to forget that he actually had I think it was a 6 or 7 yard run. Um I've got it right here. Let's see if I can find. It was a 7 yard rush before that for the touchdown and he ran for a complete grand total of 138 yards he's insanely good and he's only played six games ever in the NFL yeah and he's a rookie it's um it's unbelievable it's unbelievable I don't quite understand. It's hard for me to understand. It's hard to fathom, especially for Redskins fans. I mean, at least like us, we're in our, our mid to late 30s here at Harry Hog Football. And it's, it's at least for us, we've been through the Super Bowl years and the championships and stuff. So we've known like the great teams. And then we've known, you know, the 20 years of, of famine and, and, you know, collecting manna from the field. And now it's like, Suddenly, but but there's uh, to backtrack for a second. But there's a lot of fans out there, and some of you guys listening know what we're talking about. You guys weren't even alive when the Redskins last were time good. the Redskins won a Super Bowl or were good. So those people were probably like three times as pumped as we are. Oh my God! I don't know who. I don't know. How, would you be more pumped if you've seen greatness and then it's been gone for t- over two decades? 
or would you be more pumped if you're seeing greatness for the first time, but you've been a true fan your whole life? I don't know. That's a good question. If you guys out there have an answer for that, you can uh, email it to us at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Um, check it out. Or .net. Or .net. I think. I don't know. I don't or know. you can or send you, us an email you, at balls at harryhogfootball.com. At, at fantasy balls. <laughs> I guess that's still up and running. We don't know. We have not heard from Josh. Speaking of... Mm. Did you see who's sitting atop their respective divisions in the HHFFFL this Oh, week? you mean the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League? I do believe uh, the Virginia Beach Balls and Staten Island Ferries, that would be uh, you and yours truly. There's no shenanigans going on there, though, so I don't want to hear any. I don't want to hear anything from the other teams. And We're I didn't hear, good. I didn't hear very good. much uh, any smack talk from anyone this week either. We're just that good. But we'll give a quick rundown of the winners and losers from that because I know you guys are pumped to be hearing that. We'll put that on the uh, the second half of the show right quick. Um, yeah. In any event, um, apparently, uh, yeah, just just to go back to it one more time, I RG3, he's he's just insanely good. It's, it's very unbelievable. Uh, I can't believe he's ours. You know who else had a huge game? There were a few people that had a few a huge game. Santana Moss. Santana Moss, the one man gang. Oh, the one man gang was incredible. Didn't he have a sack or two? Uh, I do believe he uh it, he was credited with a fumble, even though the ball never hit the ground. Yeah, um, that was an interesting fumble recovery. I mean, and he ran it back for. <laughs> he really wanted to get in the end zone on that run. You could see it. He was just like, oh no, as he's going down. He's just like, oh. That was a complete interception. It should have been, but the ball, um, I think the ball technically um, was hit before his arm went started going forward. So it was, it was ruled a fumble because, of course, your arm has to be going forward for it to be a pass. Whatever. All right, so he caught it and ran into the Either end Either way, the ball never touched the ground, so he caught it. So he had, a, he had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Not for a touchdown. He got tackled at like the six or seven. All right, the six I or seven. I think it was the seven. And then I think that was right before... Uh, RG3 threw a pass to Darrell Young, who was wide the F open on the left side on a nice play. Oh, yeah, he was. All caveman style. And then Lorenzo Alexander also had a sack. Mm -hmm. And I think he also had a big hit on special teams, didn't he? Just like lay someone out? Or was that Niles Paul? No, that was Niles Paul making up for his crappy play on offense again. Oh, hold on. I got to say something about that. <laughs> Chris Cooley is way better than him. He had like a crappy block on something too. Yeah, he missed a block on something, but he had a couple of really good special teams plays. He did. I still think he, Chris Cooley's better. I agree. I agree. We got to see if this guy can round into form. Um, and that's what Shanahan is counting on. But, you know, Shanahan's been wrong on things before, like Billy Cundiff. Cue the sound effect. Dude, how is Fred Davis always open over the middle on the skinny post like a hundred times Aaron, a game? Aaron, Aaron. What? Oh. Thank you. Cut! Dude, I went back and watched a little bit of footage of the Tampa game earlier this week and just saw Billy Cundiff looking out there like every time he walked up, he looked like he was about to cry. It just made me sick to my stomach. Don't even talk to me about that, cowboy. I can't stand him. Dude, we've got, so anyway, we've got, the, we've got the kicker on our team that has the best percentage average for kickers in the league right now. 
That's true. He 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 has not missed an he has not missed a field goal in the NFL. He is one hundred percent accurate. And Dick Stockton called it out that 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 first kick he had ever in the NFL was his <laughs> career long <laughs> kick career long in the NFL. Oh, uh, oh, Dick. And it's so you know the God bless John Lynch because he fumbled over a couple of things he was saying during that podcast. But I mean, I mean during the uh, the broadcast, but he picked it up. He realized it pretty much right away and corrected himself. But I think it's just because Dick Stockton messes up like four to five times a half. And when you're around someone that's messing up a lot, you tend to kind of mess up yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? Sometimes the things, it goes that way. Hence and he's us. really, I mean, Dick Stockton is still pretty good, but he messes, he, he says the wrong thing a lot. And he's getting more, he looks, he looks like he's been through hell and back in just the last year. I don't know if he was sick or what, but he looks terrible. Oh, yeah, he looks bad. He's old. Still sounds all right, though. He still has a good broadcaster voice. And, I mean, he messed up a lot of stuff, but, I'm, you know. I'd still rather have him than Larry. Than Larry. <laughs> going, touchdown! That was my impression of his, his call of the 76-yard run. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the part in uh, Blazing Saddles where you have, like, the one Mexican dude when Mongo's first coming into town. R.I.P. Mongo, um, by the way. And the Mexican guy goes, oh, Mongo. And he totally like plays up the racial stereotype like to a comical point, you know, obviously to make fun of people, you know, and the, the making fun of the whole stereotype. And that's pretty much how Larry Michael sounded when he was making that call. He was terrible. But what else is new? He's terrible every week. He's bad. He's bad. No, he's terrible. Boy's he's terrible. Good. Boy's good. Good and terrible. Hello? Did you drop your mic or something? No. Oh, all of a sudden I, it was like, and I couldn't hear you. Oh. Uh. Anyway. I didn't drop right. my mic. I didn't drop a deuce. I didn't drop anything. We got to start doing podcasts earlier in the week because by the time it gets to Thursday, I forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't have yeah. much a lot of space in my brain with these classes I'm taking and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, I know it was like, I know the Redskins won. I know I watched it. What happened again? I know yeah, I, I saw the 76-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, I, I went back and watched some of it to try to refresh my memory. It's pretty easy to remember, um, that 76-yard run, though. That's all you need to remember. That, one-man gang, Darrell Young give, doing all his caveman impersonation, um, uh, stopping the Vikings, who were totally crushing us in the first quarter and keeping holding them to three field goals. Or bath hitting his first field goal and changing the tone. Dude, you know who was pumped? Who? Kenny Ken. Kenny Ken. Kenny. He was like on there after the on the Twitter or whatever, and he was like, "You guys got to have me on the podcast." Like he sounded <laughs> Dude, like he was so pumped. pumped. <laughs> like Will and Marilyn. We do yeah. need to have Will and Marilyn on here. No offense, Kenny Ken, but I think Will of Maryland's got first dibs because he's the I think the he fit. does. He, he and Nick DeGreek definitely. Well, Nick DeGreek has made appearances on here. We haven't had Will on yet. We're going to have to try to get him on We here. need to see if we can have Will as a guest host. I think so. I think so. He's going to have to fill in for Josh here. Will, if you're interested in being a guest host, let us know, dude. Don't worry. We'll hold your hand and lead you through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to throw you to the wolves. No, I'm just kidding. You can come on and. Dude, I'm chill. sure he'd be fine. He can come chill dude, out with us. Dude, I know what he's going to say. I know exactly what he's going to say. Ready? 
This is the dramatic pause. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. I can't wait. <laughs> That's what he's going to say. Yeah. He's going to be good to go. Good to go. Anyway, all right. What else do we have here? Uh, have you ever noticed our podcasts are a lot shorter when um, we win? Because we're not complaining as much. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there's it's just, fantastic. There's no way around it. And the thing that's funny about that, I remember going to my first, um, my first Redskins game at RFK, and you know it was like after the Redskins. It was in ninety what four when they started sucking. All right. Um, was it ninety three or ninety four? What was that? Was the first year of uh of uh the clipboard. I don't know, but they'd been sucking. Clipboard hanging on that on that big waistline of Pettibone. They'd they'd been sucking, all right? So I'm sitting there like all pumped cuz it's my first game. We had pretty good seats and I'm like cheering and stuff and trying to get the crowd up. Yeah, I think it was 93. And these whole these old dudes, I would say like in their 60s, were just sitting next to me like complaining about every single play. Even if the Redskins like you know, got a 10-yard pass for a first down, they'd be like, <sighs> Ricky Sanders was wide open over on the left. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. And the only time through the whole game that they didn't say anything was after a touchdown. And they just sat there and didn't say anything. They didn't cheer. Huh. And I was like, dudes, if you guys aren't going to like get up and cheer and like you know at least have a good time, why do you even come to the game? And then I started thinking, it's kind of like we are on a podcast sometimes. <laughs> Ricky Sanders was wide open for a touchdown on the left. Didn't even yeah, see him. Much. Didn't even see him. Well, dude, you know that at that time we were they were we were coming off of like what we were coming off. We were Joe only Gibbs three years retired. Three Super Bowls out of wins out of four Super Bowls total. Just lots of you know the golden age of the Redskins. I remember crying the day that Joe Gibbs retired. Dang. I was only like, well, no, I was like 16. You were like 16, <laughs> dude. I was like, we were in high school when that happened. All right, yeah, and I cried. That's the last time Aaron cried. I shed a tear that day. That's that's the last time Aaron cried. I, I, I guarantee it. No, I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually like broke out crying, but I remember being very, very emotional. That day, I was like, "No, no, this cannot be true." <laughs> well, it's been emotional. <laughs> and then I remember being when like Joe Gibbs came back, and I was all like, "This is gonna be awesome." <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, when Joe Gibbs came back, it was about the best time that we've had in the last twenty years. Yeah. Even I mean, even though we didn't do all that much, it was much better than it had been like any other time yeah. in the last twenty. I get so emotional, baby. Every time Joe walks in. <laughs> <laughs> the insane Gibbs laugh. <laughs> Dude, that was sent in by um Forrest George of Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, Forrest long, George. Long, long time listener. We haven't heard from him for a while. I, I don't know what he's up to. 
Um, but yeah, he he did a, a a cut of that and sent us that clip, and we've been using it ever since. He sent us that like three or four years ago. Yeah, because if this is the first time you guys are listening to Harry Hog football, and it might just be, I doubt it. Though. You may know that this is the original Redskins fans podcast. We were the first Redskins fan podcast on this thing. It's called the World Wide Web, man. It's it's it goes everywhere, but I don't understand it. No, there was another podcast before us. It was called the Skinny on the Skins. Yeah, but it wasn't fans podcast. It was just some dude, I think, that got paid to say, hey, go over here and talk about the Redskins. Yeah, that yeah, we were the first fan only podcast. We were the first fans to get together and, and basically went like this. Aaron said well, You can just hey, listen dude. to episode one and it'll tell you. Yeah, you'll you'll get Aaron's like, dude, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, a podcast about the Redskins. And I'm like, what's a podcast? And you're like, sure. Uh, okay. what's a podcast? Okay, dude. Sounds fun. And then we did it. And then Josh kind of joined in and and that's where we've been ever since. Okay, so all right, back to the actual Redskins instead of talking yeah. about all this other crap. Yeah, mm, yeah. What other observations do you have from the game? The defense stepped up again. That's two weeks in a row they played better. Better. They have played better. Um, I like the substitutions that they've been doing um, on the defensive line, outside linebacker especially. Though. Um, one man game. One man game. Big time. Big time. Um, Aaron, you made an astute observation. I saw the same thing. Um, but you mentioned it first. I probably As- forgot it. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> dialed up pressure. Finally. Seriously, dude. What did it take you six games to realize that you can blitz when well, your guys can't cover? Because he did it for the first three quarters against uh uh, uh down in, in, in uh New yeah. Orleans against the Saints. Yeah. And then he went to prevent and stopped doing it, and that's why we almost lost that game. Yeah, and he like- hasn't really sent the pressure ever since. Dude, if you have like crappy corners and secondary, don't you pretty much have to blitz before to not yes! give the quarterback the chance to pick them apart? That's exactly what you have to do. That's why the Giants' defense, and, and when they're dominant, they're super dominant because they dial up the pressure on the front. Their cornerbacks and safeties have been kind of crappy the last few years, and yet they've won two Super Bowls. Why? Because their defensive line and linebackers have been really good, especially the defensive line, and they keep bringing extra guys and bringing the pressure. The Redskins have to do this. They have to. They have to. They have a chance. Golly, it took him for freaking ever to get it. I'm, I'm wondering if Shanny the Elder like popped his glass eye out and like threw it at him, like hit him upside the head. Some of the dudes just like you need to you need to send more pressure. And some of those secondary dudes, I don't even know who they were. Like Jer- Jordan Pugh. Jordan Pugh. And who was the other guy? That, Jordan Davey Pugh Jones. got injured twice in Davy Jones's locker. Davy Jones's locker. do you know that david jones of the monkeys died no when he died a few months ago or something like yeah man i was very depressed depressed i am depressed about that well anyway in any event um yeah so the defense is doing better but seriously dude hasley yeah your quarterbacks suck and what's up with this cedric griffin dude is he gonna play because we're almost halfway through the season I don't know, but he's gonna please play more than 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 Brandon Merriweather has. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, you're thinking Cedric Griffin, though. We're gonna talk about him in the injury report here in a second. As a matter of fact, um, well, do we want to do the uh, O line report first? No, because I want to talk about one more thing. Oh, what? I was gonna black say. Jesus, he, I was gonna Jesus say he's run? probably played more than 
Pierre Garçon. <laughs> Pierre Garçon has got this very bizarre injury in his foot. I'm not writing him off yet. They need. They just need. It's hard to deal with foot injuries. He's I'm writing him off. On. You know what I'm writing him off as? A classic Redskins big name free agent signing. Even in the new era, we still have a couple of them, and he's one. I'm writing he, him off. He was signed to be the number one receiver. I was super high on him, and I'm not giving up on him. You were super high on Josh Morgan, and with good reason. He was really, really damn good last year until he got hurt when he was playing with the 49ers. I'm not writing him off. And who's the most reliable receiver we still have? Santana Moss. Mr. Moss. These other dudes drop passes. (laughs) Who taught everybody in the receiving core how to do that football spin. He had a touchdown this week again. Again. Dude, they're finally figuring out they need to throw to him and Fred Davis when they don't have the deep ball open. Just keep chucking it to him and Fred Davis. The two of them have had like a renaissance the last couple games. And then Santana Moss can still do all those little spins to get like 10 extra yards. Mm-hmm. If and he Fred breaks Davis one, he's not, fast too. He's not slow. He's still fast yeah. as balls. What we what we really don't have with the Redskins, which is like the, uh, the taste du jour right now, with tight ends are the big, like just massive tight ends that can catch, like the Gronkowski, Graham type, type size guys. Um, mm-hmm. Even guys like Antonio Gates. Fred Davis is kind of a small tight end. He's not small though. He's not small, but compared to like the the the, the tight ends that are really dominating in the league right now, he kind of he's on the small side. Sick. <laughs> uh, he's got a small tight end. Well, um, Niles Paul can't catch. How's Paul cannot And he get. can't block. So far. So far. Who was the other dude in this game that I was yelling at about not being able to... Oh, we, we would be remiss if we did not bring this up. <laughs> Briscoe missed. <laughs> what was that? A Desmond Briscoe Jr.? Was it a... I don't remember the situation, but I just remember being like, are you serious? You dropped that? It's possible it could have been a touchdown if he had pulled it in and gone. Like, he put his hands up, and he hit his hands, and he turned his head. Yes. And just slid right, like, into his body and down, and he was just like, oh, oh. Dude, he looked like freaking Des Bryant from the Cowboys on that pass. Mm-hmm. Or Pierre Garçon of the Redskins. An 88. He looked like he should have been wearing 88. Pierre Garçon looked really good in that first game. He looked, man, he looked, he did he have, I will say he had an awesome touchdown last week. When he fell on a possible fumble in the end zone, was it last? Was it just last week? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. What? It was two weeks ago against Tampa. Oh, it was against Tampa. Yeah, you yeah. were there. And I did go back and and watch that on film. And yeah, it was a lot closer than it looked from my fantastically awesome seats. Um, at the club. What did it look like? A sure fumble from your seat? It was hard to tell. There was even a fumble, and then we saw like two bodies dive into like dive into the middle of the end zone. It was close. It I don't was like. Oh, I, oh, but, but I still you know, think it was a fumble, it, though. I think it, it was, was definitely a fumble. Yeah, once you saw it on TV, because like I said, you know they don't even have HD screens there at Raymond James. But, but they do have the Miami Sound Machine. They, <laughs> they do have the Miami Sound Machine, <laughs> and they do have a. Uh, they do have about one third of their seats empty every game because they've been blacked out. I, he, Tom told me last year they were only they. They were blacked out for every home game but one. I can't even remember what game it was. And they were blacked out for that game, too. That's horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But, I mean, those Florida teams, there's, it's, 
you know, transient areas, man. Tampa's a, it's kind of a military, it's like an old person military town and all the old people there are from New York. So they all root for like the Giants and the Jets. The Giants. We'll talk a little bit about the Giants coming up here in the second half. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a we 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 got a date with them, baby. All right, let's talk a, a couple more things. We One mentioned thing. this a little bit. Four path, four bath, Nelly Fourbush is what I call him. Had, you can't get much better start than that. Did you see Mike Shanahan in the post game conference? What he said about it? I can't remember. He said he made a joke, and people were like, "Oh, what?" Because they asked him how do they felt about Forbath's uh, performance. Yeah. And he just looked at him with his typical serious face and his glass eye. And he was like, I'm a really nice guy, aren't I? And they were looking like, uh, what? And he was like, I made the guy go in and kick a 50-yarder for his first ever NFL kick. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I was like, dang. And then he like kind of smiled. I didn't see it, but I read about it, yeah. Then he like kind of smiled and was like, if it would have turned out differently, then it wouldn't have been a good scene. He was very, I think, I think deep down, Shanny was very, very happy about that. I'm sure he was, obviously, that he hit right. it. But, I mean, it's not like he just barely hit it either. That ball had enough to get there from, like, 58. Oh, yeah. That was a great kick. Hopefully he'll continue. Kick. He'll continue. Well, it was cool to read what he said about it, too, what Forbush Nelly said about it. I didn't see um, what Nelly said. What did he uh, say? Also, because he was just like, my biggest thing was just to go out there and not hit it harder than I normally hit it. That's what he said earlier before he even joined the team, that he, he treats every kick like if it's a, like it's a point after. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't have the greatest kickoffs of the game, but as we said, that's a work in progress for him. He's never really done kickoffs before, so we, we're just going to have to deal with that. He's he had not a couple like, he angled, and I don't know if he angled them on purpose, but he had a couple he angled to the, the corners of the end zone. One went out the one went out the side of the end zone, and I was just like, that was close to being, you know, on the 40-yard line. So he didn't say something stupid like Billy Cundiff when he was like, the team knows that I make them when they count. <laughs> that put me in a bad mood by mentioning that crybaby God, oh, just you, you say that, and I just think about him up on my big Panasonic plasma, and that face looking like, uh, 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 looking like he's about to cry every time they showed a picture of him, and not just in that game. It's like every game he ever played. I hate him. Cut. He's dead to me. All right, what is this I see on the itinerary about Black Jesus? <laughs> I uh, uh, I, was it Fred Davis that called? RG3 Black Jesus after the game when he was being interviewed? I think it was. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting uh, interesting call there by Fred Davis. Because okay. everyone knows Jesus was black anyway. Why you got to say black Jesus? Man, what is this slap? What is that? Sla- this... Dude, you didn't hear about that? No. Do you remember there was a time when Adrian Peterson was in the game and he got tackled by... D'Angelo Hall. And as much as I bust on him more than anyone else, I've always said he is a good, for a cornerback, he is a great tackler uh, for the most part. And he he put a hit on him, and you saw them get up, and the camera was on and went back to them. And they were kind of jawing a little bit, and, and D'Angelo Hall, he didn't really look like he said much of anything. He just kind of smiled. And I remember that. Yeah, he, he smiled. I yeah, and that. AP like popped him on the butt, and they walked on. Well, after the game, Adrian Peterson said that D'Angelo Hall slapped him at the end of that play. Slapped him in the face. <laughs> Are you serious? 
And D'Angelo Hall's like, I don't remember that. <laughs> he slapped me. And then they asked him, and then he was like, maybe, maybe when I was getting up, when I was pushing off of him, because that's what some defensive players do, maybe he thought I was slapping him in the face when I was pushing off, when I was standing up. I don't know, but I didn't slap him. <laughs> he was just like, uh, uh, I mean, you know, dude. sometimes you can tell when dudes are lying about stuff like that, and they'll kind of, sometimes they'll just straight up lie, and you can tell. Dude, and sometimes he's, he's they'll be like him. all snarky about it, kind of like RG3 talking about when he got when he drew that uh, late <laughs> hit penalty and he was pretty snarky about it and the, and the, you know, smiling about it and everything in the post game. He's watched soccer. Oh, he knows what he saw. He knew what he was doing. He knew I mean, it. You, He's but, not denying it either. No, not at all. And you saw how the referees were talking. Like there were two shots where referees were talking to him after he like ran out of bounds to get away from people. And they were like smiling and laughing with him. Like, yeah, you're learning Rook. There you go. I know. What was that all about? It was pretty funny. But anyway, it was pretty funny because he's our quarterback. If he had been on the other team, we would have been like, what is that cheating shit? <laughs> exactly what we would have said. Exactly. So in any event, um, back to uh, back to D'Angelo Hall. Um, yeah, he was just like, um, no. I didn't slap him. And you could pretty much tell he was just like, I'm really not quite sure what he's talking about. I didn't slap him. <laughs> so what's he saying that this year... Last year they broke his ACL, and this year they slapped him in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like every. I, I think I think AP was just taking it a little bit bad, um, just because they lost. I think he really wanted to win this game, and I know from a, a coworker of mine who was a big Vikings fan who was extremely mad that they beat us last year because had we beaten them in that last game, they would have had the number two pick and they would have gotten all those draft picks we had to send to St. Louis, who I hate. Personally. Especially now, but anyway. Now. So how did he? But, yeah. How, so how did he Vikings, feel this week? Yeah, I I think they were really you know combine that with uh with the fact that we beat them in this game, and and made them look a little a lot. We really brought them down a notch because they were really riding high going into that game. So hopefully the same will not happen to us this weekend because we're riding pretty high after that that seventy six yard run. Hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit after the break, though. Yes, sir. Should we go ahead and oh, take the and, break? Well, we got the Amendola of the Week. All right. I don't know if I'm giving an Amendola of the Week. We, You know, we thought it was going to be that tight end. I can't remember his name. I was calling up, it was going to be that tight end, like Rudolph Valentino Lynch. or someone. John Lynch was even calling it on the on the broadcast. They were He was like, we need to throw it to him more. I can't remember his name. but Rudolph Valentino. <laughs> Rudolph Kyle Rudolph Valentino. But uh, Percy Harvin burned us a few times, but no one, no one really approached Amendola's status. I don't think. How many Percy catches did Percy have? Like seven? Maybe, maybe. Hold on, I'm looking this up because I have to do Josh's job here. He didn't have ten oh. though. That's... Percy Harvin had eleven for 130. Well, then he's the Amendola of the game, so he must be. I don't remember him having that much, but he he is uh, credited with eleven receptions, 133 yards. That means I'm crediting him with the Amendola of the Week award. I guess he's the official Amendola. Amendola. Am- Amendola of the week. Percy yes, Harvin, congratulations. All right. He's still lost. Quick, quick O-line report. Do we have the music? Yes, I have the music. Where is it? Blah, 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 blah. That's right. I'm buying some time. Oh, the wrong one. My eyes aren't working very well. Where the, where Start hitting buttons. 
Franco-American SpaghettiOs. Show them your old face. The O-Line Report with John Adams and Aaron Allen. Um, the O-Line has been remarkably good and is getting better and better every week. Silverback was really good in this game. Columbus was good, too. Columbus was good. I think I think the big sack that Jaron Allen got was it was, wasn't it, against, it was against Niles Paul. <laughs> it was Niles Paul. Who who the hell thought Niles Paul was going to be able to hold him one on one? That happened once, and we saw what happened. And then after that, did Niles Paul get to play him one on one again? I think Niles no. Paul got benched for a while at one point. He did. He got benched for like the rest of that series, I believe, and for the beginning of the next one. He didn't come in for a number of plays. <laughs> that was bad. He got he got flat out just beat. Yeah, but Tyler Columbus is doing pretty well, and so is Silverback. And we've the got middle guys, of the lines we don't even talk about because obviously they haven't done a lot of stupid things. Chris Chester had one really good block in that game. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was one point where it was like, dang, dude, that was awesome. It um, was the one where – what was that play where I was like, look, they got the second-to-last guy, but not the – what the? They got the last guy, but not the second. Not to last the second guy. to last guy. What yeah. was the play? Can't remember. I don't remember either. That's why we need to do these earlier in the week. I think I think we're gonna have to look into that definitely. Um, so, but yeah, but the O line, you know, like you're saying, Silverback, Silver. Yeah, every week, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of his, like I was at the beginning when we drafted him. And of course, those of you guys who've been listening for a while know that I have gone from. Liking Silverback to being like, man, he's a bust. But I'm coming back, and I'm really pull, pulling for him. It sounds like he's starting to really take a real leadership role on the team on and off the field. And I'm really pumped about that. That's what we need our left tackle to do. Mm-hmm. And dudes like Columbus, who really can't hold a starting job on most offensive lines, it's Shanahan's scheme works great for him. I'm starting to like Tyler Jumbo Columbus Columbus. Columbus Columbus. We just celebrated uh, Columbus Day this past <laughs> week, didn't we? Although we don't get that day off in the uh, local school systems here in uh, Southeast Virginia. Yeah, I think uh, Columbus over our lifetime has pretty much been uh, downplayed in the nation's eye. Well, you know, everyone knows the Vikings found America. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the injury report. Um, Josh, okay, never mind. Let's see. Um, let me see if Let's I can see. pick slack Let's here. See. Dude, we got some big news on that. Sav Rocca may not be able to play against the Giants. What? 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 I didn't hear that. What this happened? This is brand. This is new today. He has been limited in practice the last couple of days. Um, they're saying that, or the last, yeah, the last two days, and they're saying in the post that tomorrow they're bringing in former Eagles punter Chaz, C H A S, Henry or Henri, because he's a kicker, so it may be a European uh, pronunciation, on Friday to give him a physical. Um, but, of course, this is first reported by Grant Paulson, so we don't know if it's actually <laughs> We don't true. know if it's true. People seem to, like, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so what are they going to so do with Sav Rocca, then? Put him he's, on, like... He injured his, his, uh, the knee of his uh, kicking leg, his right leg. I mean, for and, a roster spot, what are they going to do? Is it, like, uh, a serious injury, or they might have to, like, put him on the IR? No, it doesn't sound like it's that serious, but it might be enough to keep him out of the game. So it looks like they're they're you know kind of crossing their T's and dotting their eyes there. So Chaz Henry, 
Never Chaz really Henry, Thierry Henry from the Red Bulls is going to come down and, and kick. We don't need that freaking gunner on our team. In any event, we've also got Pierre Garçon, who is probably going to miss with an inflamed toe. They said it's the capsule underneath his second toe. I don't even know what the hell that is. What capsule? But apparently it's, it's, it's serious enough that he's really having an issue. Aaron hates him. <laughs> um, he's not officially out, but it sounds like he's going to be out. It just, sound, um, just sounds like he's been hanging with Dion too much. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. He needs to come back, come back strong. I think he can do it. Um, Brandon Merriweather, of course, and uh, Davy Jones. Hey, hey, where the uh, did not practice. It looks like both of them are going to be out. Um, Merriweather again? Yep, yep. Darrell Young has a hamstring issue, but he's looking like he, he's limited. But it sounds like he may make it. He'll play. Uh, Jordan Pugh has a concussion, but he may make it. Um, he had a concussion and went out and came back in, and then got another concussion. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, especially after the week before when there were all these rumors that the NFL was going to like put a major fine on the Redskins for not handling the RG3 concussion news. What was correctly. that? It was a, such a load of crap. They said the it was place. by the end of the game. They said it was a concussion. They were just like, they didn't say it right. They just said he was shaken up at first. And that's not, well, the NFL didn't say anything about it. It was all rumor and all Media. this stuff. Grandpa. It was like, it wasn't timely reporting. It's like, dude. Mike Shanahan's coaching a game and he's supposed to be reporting at the same Yeah, it's time? like people are supposed to be telling you what's going on immediately on the sideline. It's like he's out. He's We're out. We're checking him out. Give me he's a break. It's checked stupid. out. It's like, it's yeah, stupid. like, oh, I'm sorry. Time out, ref. I need to go back to the locker room and find out what the doctors are saying because the media needs to know exactly right now. He got knocked out of the game. They're like, what's wrong with him? He's like, I don't know. He's shaking up. I don't know. The whole the whole reporting of injuries is pretty asinine, the way that the league ha- handles it during mm-hmm. the games and during the week. I know during the week it's supposed to be to, you know, kind of put a put a put the schneid on the underworld and betting and all that stuff. But that's just that's just stupid. I, you know, I there's one thing I like about the Patriots. I love the fact that, you know, Tom Brady always has a shoulder issue and is probable or questionable every week because <laughs> why not? Because why not? Because it's so stupid that you have to do that in the first place. I love how they kind of thumb the nose at the league about that stuff with their players. They make up the complete, like, crappy, like, BS injuries that don't exist. And if someone's toe is hurt, they're like, oh, their elbow's hurt. I think it's funny. In any event, um, other injuries. D'Angelo Hall was limited with the knee. Defensive egg, Doug Worthington. I didn't even know he was active uh, with the calf. Um Limited, Barry Cofield and tight end Fred Davis, shoulder and knee respectively, full practice participants. Should be good to go. Nice. That's the latest. But, uh, yeah, I think the big one is Sav Rocca may be out, which I'm a little worried about because he's very strong, at least at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. So Not so much at the end of season last year. I think he got a little tired because he's kind of old. But So what do we have for the transaction report? No transactions this week. No one to cut because we no won. One, no <laughs> one has been signed. No one has been cut. All right, well, let's take a break. When we talk, come back, we'll talk a little bit about our games and kicks and our what we think about the upcoming game in the Ghetto Lands. Ghetto Lands. The Ghetto Lands and the Swamps in North Jersey. And then we'll end this thing so you guys can get some sleep on this fine Thursday evening we'll talk to Sounds you like after this break you're listening to harry hog football 
try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. Yo. Yo, 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 I'm back from frolicking in the fields of Glen Livet. Dude, we've already yes. given the HHFFFL report, but do you want to round out the other winners? Round out the roid here. Uh, the other winner, it was uh, Junior Beach Balls over Abergorky Warriors, Staten Island Ferries over Southside DC, Type 42 Rocks fell to the Grimstash Riders. Galapagos Grizzlies almost won their first game of the year, but they didn't. Rigos Rangers topped them. And the pain in Uranus uh, gave it to... Knights who say RG3. Really? Big time. Knights who say RG3 scored the lowest amount of points for the year. <laughs> they had a really, really bad week. How many was that? Champions. They scored 55. Isn't that our buddy out in California? Isn't he our buddy? That's out? Mr. Mister. Yeah. Past champion. Yeah. He, well, right. you know, he did send us a, uh, a, a message last week after last week, and he said, are you guys going to talk about my dominance in the league? And uh, you see, you see what happens when you start bragging? You see? Yeah, His see picture on Twitter is pretty damn funny. <laughs> um, In any event. Another update. I'm sure all of you guys are wondering, where the heck are the shirts? Oh, yeah. The Keep Calm and Beat Dallas shirts. Josh, what do you have to say about that? I don't even feel like playing the sound effect. Yeah, Here's the either. situation with the shirts. <clears throat> you okay. Guys, everyone feel free to. Every guys, everyone that wants a shirt, feel free. And we encourage you. We greatly encourage you. To send Josh an email at josh at harryhogfootball.com and be like, dude. That's H-H-R, H-H, that's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. Be like, dudes, or Josh, we want to buy our shirt. Josh has the shirts. He's picked them up from the screen printer. They're sitting somewhere in his house. And he's, he's not been able to get the PayPal thing up online. Right. He is, uh, he is having technical difficulties. Um, and we are we are... Waiting with bated breath on Josh to take care of that. So we highly encourage you to. The to, more people uh, that write them, the more apt he is, and or apt he is to like actually. You know. Right. You know how it is when someone you know, if if there's someone that is like in your family or maybe your husband or wife, and you're talking to them all the time, and you're saying, "Dude, do this, do that, do that," and you just kind of get numb to hearing it. I think that's kind of how he is with uh, 
us riding them about getting this up and going and out there because so, a lot of people want these shirts. So if you guys are emailing him at Josh at harryhogfootball.com and saying, dude, get your act together and get these shirts online. We want to buy them because um, they're awesome. <laughs> and that's not just me saying it because we're, we're not really going to make any profit on these. We just made a bunch of them because the three of us wanted one and we know other people do too. We're not really making much of any uh, profit on these whatsoever. Yeah, because we went with the more, the better thread shirt, heavier better thread shirt, shirt, true screen printing, not a not like iron on decal crap like some places do. Um, they're good shirts. Anyway, in any event, send Josh yeah. an email. Yeah, please do. All right, we need to hurry this thing up. We're starting to go long here. Well, tee it up, dude. It's time to. Uh, it's time. It's time for, for this week's kicking the balls award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award brought to you by Ridapoo. Triangle tack casket store. No, Tidewater casket. Either one. Triangle, Tidewater. Uh, give, go ahead and give your Kicking the Balls Award, dude. Um, hmm. My Kicking the Balls. Well, dude, you know who my Kicking the Balls goes to. No, who? Billy Condiff, because he's no longer here. God! <laughs> That's who your kick's going to? Yes. Well, I'm going to give mine to Desmond. One De- more. I'm one more kick. to Desmond Briscoe. Oh, yeah. Dude, seriously. You get he was in targeted one, one time. <laughs> <laughs> was wide open. Had a perfectly thrown pass to him. Hit and him he in the hand. T- turned and tried to run before he caught. Yeah. I mean, it hit. he had his hands up. Per- it hit him in the hands. Desmond Briscoe Jr. just dropped it. Straight up, He just straight up dropped it. Do you have another kick? Um, I don't know. I think Josh has a kick in the balls. I think Josh is kicking RG3, is what he said. For high-stepping on that run. For high-stepping. I think Josh kicked RG3 because he sucked in the game. He only won 17 for 22. And I got to give another mini kick. No, full-fledged kick to Niles Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised that wasn't your kick in the first place. Well, he didn't drop a sure touchdown. but No, he did not. And he did make one hell of a special teams tackle where he knocked that guy's helmet up in the air. Yeah, he did. He did. On a completely clean. That hit. was right it's after I was defined. really. It's clean. That was right after I was really dogging on him for something. And then a I was lot like, of us Whoa. were dogging on him on Twitter. And then I think somebody was just like you were saying. And we were just like, yeah, fair enough. That was a great hit. Didn't make up for like the drop third down or whatever it was he did. And, and did, for giving up a sack. Yeah, it didn't so, make up yeah. for our hit on the quarterback that he gave up. For Mule Mule. Anyway, all right, all right. Let's let's move into uh, you know our other little award. Go for it. And now the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award, dude. Brought to you by and by and by the Keep Calm and Beat Dallas shirts available only at Harry Hog Football sometime. Eventually, soon. Huh? They're ready. They're actually in, in existence. They, they, yeah, they're just sitting there. They're sitting in Josh's garage. Or maybe his um, house. Or somewhere. Hopefully um, they're not like in his nasty garage. <laughs> anyway, Harry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, dude. Ball to uh, RG3. Dude, he sucked. 
He was terrible. Josh said so. Um, man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna break from my tradition of the last few weeks, and and I'm not giving my game ball to Sir Alfred, even though he had a really he, you know he went 16 for 47. He didn't gain a lot of yards, but he did score a touchdown, and he didn't have to. We had another hundred yard rusher on the team that day. Yeah, yeah, we had another hundred yard rusher that was keeping it real, so they were able to you know rest the young Sir Alfred. Um. I, I think I know who yours is going to, so I'm not going to give him. Well, no, what am I saying? I know who mine's going to. The guy who I've been a huge fan of ever since he ran after a guy, made a tackle with his helmet off, and ended up having to get stitches in his head. One man gang, Lorenzo Alexander. That's exactly who I was going to give my game, my oh, game ball to. He deserves, he, dude. He deserves it. Go he, ahead. He was awesome. Give him, give, give him the game. Well, there's too many other people that played well, so I know you gave him that one. Yeah, dude. I got to give mine to Kai Forbush. He's at the he's at the jerk. See, you know, we should have flip flopped those because I used to go for the stick man, being a stick man myself. <laughs> I got to give mine to Kai Forbush because this dude came out of nowhere, rookie kicker, didn't even make a squad this year. Came in with like what two days practice with all new, complete new surroundings and team, and mm-hmm. went out there for his first kick ever. That was half a football field long. And kicked a 50-yarder and nailed it. And then he was perfect on the kicks the whole day and didn't even do anything stupid. His kickoffs were a little weak, but he was he managed to get some touchbacks. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't have any go out of bounds. So Barely. And I still think that was the turning point in the game when he made that 50-yarder. So, remember, yeah. we were down 9 nothing. They yeah. had scored three times at that point. We hadn't done jack. And suddenly we were like, wow, this new kicker actually hit a long field goal. And he hit it with authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, this this could be good. All right. Pump. Let's go, dudes. Let's go. So anyway, he gets mine. Word. That's a good one. Um, Josh, who's your game ball go to? Desmond Briscoe Jr.? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the games and the kicks. All right. Now, real quick. Yeah. All right. I know you guys are as pumped as I am about our first um, uh, uh, divisional game this this week yeah. against the Ghetto Giants and the Ghetto Lance. And, all right, I'm pretty pumped about this game. We swept them last year, so they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. Right. And I said something about this game to my friend at work who's a Detroit Lions fan. And he said to me, not even being a Redskins fan, Dude, I was like, man, I think we might have a pretty good chance to win. He was like, dude, last year you guys swept him with Rex Grossman. (laughs) 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 Of course you have a good chance to win. And I was like, dude, you're so right. You're so right. (laughs) Oh, man. And then he goes, then he just goes, Rex Grossman. (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, you could hear me going, from all the way in Virginia. God. Dudes, so if we beat them with Rex Grossman, we White. should have all the confidence in the world to go in there and beat them with RG3 this year. I agree. You know, going into this game, I've been I've actually been very nervous about this game being the first NFC East game cuz you never know what's going to happen with the divisional games, no matter how awesome RG3 has been. You never know what's going to go on. I'm not nervous. I'm a lot less nervous after hearing someone who's not even a Redskins fan saying that. That was fan 
fantastic. I'm not nervous. <laughs> you know who else isn't nervous? Was it someone I saw talking this week? Was it Santana Moss? He was like, they're good, but we know what they do. <laughs> we know. <laughs> he was basically like, we know how to play them. Good old Santana Moss. They're a good squad. Anyway, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I was like, you're right, man. I'm pumped now. I'm pumped even more. Would you mind repeating that quote one more time? That 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 put a smile on my face. <laughs> you beat you them said, twice last year with Rex Grossman. Grossman. <laughs> that might be the first time the words Rex Grossman ever put a smile on your face. <laughs> and dude, he knows because Rex Grossman used to play for the Bears. He knows, man. NFC North. Dude, he knows. That's awesome. What do you have to say about it, Will? I can't wait. Yeah, me either. Hell yeah. Anyway, I think that about uh, rounds it out. Um, you got to do some shout outs? Yes, sir. To the fifth, Will Maryland. Dick the Greek, Taylor Grumbles, Desmond Lee, Erica C., Ricky Garcia, Sean Daniels, Dan Welsh, Matt Morissette, Swag T, The Fonz, Kenny Can, Chris J in the UK. Brad Fiery, Paul Rush, Tony Die, everyone else. I'm sure I missed a bunch of people. We always do. And all our new followers at Twitter. I saw we got a bunch this week. Keep on checking us out at Harry Hog, H H R H A R R Y Hog Football. Check us out at HarryHogFootball.com or .net. And if you want to call the Hog Line and leave a message, which may or may not get played on the podcast, you can call us at 177 Harry Hog, which is 774 277 9464. And don't forget to call uh, to email Josh at Josh at Harry Hog Football and ask him when the shirts are going to be up. Yep, yep. The more that you email, the more that we'll finally get our shirts. Didn't mention this, but if we win against the Giants this week, we are in first place. Hail to the Redskins! That. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you need to joke up. Joke up.